to Minding My Business. This is a platform created for women who are wanting to elevate their business, their mindset, and their life. If you want to catch these episodes live, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Instagram at Tanya C. Oliver, where each week I'll be interviewing a powerhouse guest. We're here to elevate your business, your mindset, and your life a platform created for women, powerhouse women that have created a lane for themselves and that are just really doing amazing things in the world, changing lives, changing the world, just one person at a time, one business at a time. So thank you so much for those of you joining us today. I have my personal friend and mentor and somebody that's coached me and helped me build tremendous character and a lot of my foundation. Um, probably like over 10 years ago. It's been about 10 years. Yeah. Oh my God. It's been over 10 years. I remember I was doing the memory. About history. <laughs> history. History. Exactly. She really helped me build the new for myself. And so I just want to quickly introduce Julia George. She's the co-founder of Aquarian Age Awareness, where it's the mix of art, music, and spirituality. Um, as I mentioned, I've worked with Julia started 10 years ago in my late 20s and really helped me with some really deep healing, emotional healing, a ton of self-awareness, self-trust, overcoming self-sabotage and addictions, and really taught me the foundation of self-mastery and emotional intelligence through shadow work. So welcome, Julia. Yay. Wow, I'm exhausted just listening to all that, <laughs> but hey. As long as that's happening, that's all that matters. And it's actually in the past, yet still presenting itself in the present moment, creating the future for all of us. Amen. Yeah. And Aquarian Age, I pulled this from your site, but it says the transformation of the universe through individual healing. And what, what got you inspired to come up with that name? Well, that is really an astrological time period, T. Mm. So it started a very long time ago, probably in the 60s. So that means it's pretty long ongoing. And, um, you know, we're still, maybe we're at 20%. And um, the reasons I don't know. Uh, Aquarian age is a period of time that humankind is supposed to be working on their shit so that we can improve everything all the time. Uh, evidently, we're in this place that we have to fall deeply into reality and shadows are very prevalent at this point in my perception. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but it seems that people are suffering with the collective consciousness, which means war and violence and separation and abuse and, and, and killing the earth. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but it's only because Evidently, human beings need to learn the hard way. I wish it wasn't true, but I'll bet everybody in your audience is going to agree with me that somehow until we hit some bottom or we get smacked in the face or a spiritual spanking or a relationship really fucks us up, yeah. then we don't learn until it's over and we're forced yeah. to get our shit together. See you guys, it's a real deal here. No fluff. That's what no we need. We need more, more realness in the world. And that, you know, I, I think that um, people always want to understand like the backstory. I know we don't always want to go backwards, but like what, like, how did you get into this line of work that you do to really help people with like the deep healing? I would say like, you know, you're not somebody that just, there's a lot of people that kind of just pick at the surface, but like, I know when I worked with you and that was like over 10 years ago, and I just know how you are is you get straight to the core. You like pull out the weeds and you give people tools where that they can be self-sufficient. I remember I would get mad at you. You're like, okay, T we did like, a, we did six weeks. You can't contact me for a month. I was like, what is she talking about? I need her. You're like, nope, I don't teach codependency. 
you're off. And I was like, so angry, but I was so grateful because it, that's the only way we learn to be self-sufficient is when people like, they're like, no, you, you can't like, you have to figure it out. You have the tools now and you need to like be, but who, like, how did you get into all of this? Like, what is that? Was it a calling? Was it a personal experience? Uh, I knew that I was a leader from the beginning of my life. Uh, very much information was that was was what I was. Uh, my mother told me that certain things about the position I was in as a little girl and what life would show me, which was very difficult. And I began leading in um, team sports and, you know, being able to support the underdogs more in life, uh, in my personal experience. I was a bully against bullies. And um, I really went for the people that had a harder time coming out and sharing their voice and asking for what they need, probably because of my story, which I'm not going to get into unless somebody wants to talk about it with me personally. But from a story we all have, you have your story and everybody does. There's a belief that we come into a lifetime as an elevated soul, picking up where we left off, Mm -hmm. didn't learn what we need to learn. And we come in and choose the families and situations to evolve our soul to higher levels. That is really what Aquarian age is, but it's just a very long process, actually longer than we'd like it to be. But the more people become self-aware of their ridiculous behavior, because we have ridiculous behavior, okay? I've I've had it, you've had it, yeah. everybody's got it. And to be responsible for your ridiculous behavior is like the, the blessing. Yeah. You're it's creating everything from your energy system. Mm. And so once you are sure of it, which you would have to believe that it's possible to become sure of it, and keeping the closed mind and being the control freak and being the leader that, you know, doesn't listen to anybody else, that doesn't do you any good. That's only when you have ulterior motives to get your needs met. And there really is no getting your needs met unless there's getting a lot of people's needs met. Mm. There's no getting your needs met by yourself because that will lead to the brick wall that you drive the car right into yeah. with a very narrow view of what we are doing here as humans. So I was born to do this. I was leading in companies. I was in beautiful, fine couture, fine jewelry, fine art, beautiful things. I loved it. It was a great career, but then I really had to face my calling, which is not a, not an easy calling to dig in the darkness of people's psyches and to wait for them to catch on is an arduous path and I don't do too much of it all the time I take breaks because you really need a lot of self-care and that's something to teach as well my self-care helps others learn self-care so if that answers your question <laughs> How I started, I just am meant to train leaders. Mm. And look, how many times did you not want to hear the shit I was telling you, girl? Oh my God, all the time. I was just <laughs> going to say, okay, so yesterday, because I'm like, listening, I'm like, yesterday, I literally went into a space of gratitude because, you know, you taught me these five obstacles. And I tell people like, you know, I learned these five obstacles from somebody that I had as a coach and a mentor and a friend. And she taught me these things and they still appear. Cause I remember talking like, when are these cravings and desires going to leave? Cause when I first came to you, I thought I was coming to you from like still binge eating and the food addiction. And it was like inside of me, even though the behavior wasn't like so controlling, but you're like, no, no, that's just like a process addiction. There's so much more. And I was like, what is she talking about? 
And then you're like, yeah, it's going to take like three years minimum. I'm like, what is she talking about? And (laughs) yesterday I had a craving because I was feeling alone. I was feeling lonely. And, And a lot of people that are on this path, on this journey, there are moments where the desire and the craving for having somebody else um, is, is still very real. And it's, and it was very intense. The fact the past few days of like feeling lonely and maybe even caving in. Cause you know, I'm getting a few messages. Hey, you want to come over? It's like eight o'clock. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> like The craving desire is like, Nope, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying put, but to be able to sit with that. Um, and, and I remember the other day, I was like, just so grateful for knowing the information um, that a lot of the foundation, because you teach foundation that a lot of people never learn as children. Correct. Correct. So I got that foundation from a mother, not from a father. He wasn't the opposite foundation, but the female foundation is the most important foundation. And I find in my work that that is the biggest problem on the planet for everybody. Now, not everyone is cut out to have children, okay? But a lot of people have them, right? Just because that's the thing society says we do. We bring offspring in here and whatever level you're at, when you have your offspring without shadow work, you're just winging it. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it because if we're souls on a journey, then we come in here and we need to get the shit that we forgot to do the last time. So that's all well and good. But when the mother is powerful, that builds society. So I got that and she's a hundred years old in perfect health. Uh, that's what I'm able to attract is those that are just looking for that foundation because they have every other damn thing going for them, but the foundation and it is backwards work that way, which is also (laughs) challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I know the biggest thing, and and I don't know if it, um, I'm sure it wasn't just me. I know that everything comes in patterns and mirrors, (laughs) something I've also learned from you, but I've realized like when the foundation, when foundation is built, people want to pivot. Like they, you mentioned you had changed, like completely shifted careers. Um, I know that what I was doing wasn't fulfilling anymore. And there was so much more to what I wanted to do and getting more into like getting on larger audiences and still staying like grounded and foundational. But do you believe like when people, there was a segment that I know that I went through and I I got really angry about it. And I know we've worked a lot on anger. I didn't even know I had all that anger in me. But when I realized the truth, I became very angry because of the realization that I was living a lie for almost 30 years of my life. Is that like a common thing? Well, it's not like you were living a lie. It's that you didn't know difference you wouldn't now now I would say if you were doing going after your uh desirous unhealthy attractions then you would be lying to yourself Mm -hmm. because you know the difference Mm -hmm. but when you don't know the difference you might be angry because you feel like you wasted all those years not getting it but this is your journey and anger is never going away and neither will your desires. It's the person that acts them out that's going away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're not going very far, just so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think your ability to work with those dark cookies is going to be your success in every area of your life. Because it can't just be success in business. It has to be with relationships. And let me tell you, relationships right now, T, are a stomping ground for lessons. Mm. That's where we are at energetically at the collective consciousness. Now, there are probably one to three to five percent of relationships that are spiritually totally correct and no lessons are necessary that they are a unit 
but that is rare. Yeah. We're here to learn. And unfortunately, our relationships that are of that intimate style, those are the ones that give you the most information. Yep. Well, and you don't have to choose a negative relationship anymore because you don't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. Or do you? You'll no. find out. Yeah. Please no more of that. I, because I know that we, our paths keep crossing. I mean, I always, I say there's two people that I always go back to. I mean, you're always one of my, you've always been one of my foundational people, no matter what I fully trust you to the depth of my vulnerability. And when people are looking for like coaches or deep healing work, what are some thing core principles that you can let people know to look for uh, to know that somebody is like authentically really out to like serve somebody. Cause there's a lot of false presenters out there that we all hear about that can do destructive work to people when people become very vulnerable with their weaknesses and their darknesses. And what would you say a few of those core values are when looking for a coach or somebody to work with? Well, first of all, I want to tell you that I changed my month off after the work to two weeks. Wait, what do you mean? When you were angry, when we did the work a very long time ago, and I gave you a month off from me oh. because I didn't want you to be codependent. <sighs> I changed that to two weeks. Okay, good. See, because she's nice now. <laughs> <laughs> she's a lot nicer. No, I'm not nice now. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't turn nice. It's <laughs> funny. So the story with your question is basically if you are still pretty superficial and your soul is not strong enough in its desire to evolve at different times, okay? You're going to be different people at different times in your life. But when your soul is ready and you're not as superficial as you are desperate to find who you really are and what the hell you should be doing here, you're only going to attract the mentor or the coach or the healer, which I'm not calling myself one, at that level. Mm. So if you are attracting a ego-driven, soul-destructive mentor, that's where your energy's at. Mm. And if you are sick of that, then you're going to surrender at some point. And if you're never sick of it, then you're going to wonder why you're not getting very far in your healing and you're having the same shitty experiences that are very painful it's all you. Mm. So what I would say is that if a coach or a mentor or a teacher irks the shit out of you when you meet them, you might want to get to know them further. No. Because, do you understand? Mm -hmm. That if they're bringing up I mean, T, you didn't like so much. I had to keep grinding away at you like some statues. You were, I look back now. No, this really was 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be 39 in January. I remember where I was. I was married and I remember I was 29 years old, 28, 29. And this exactly goes back into when I went back to you and I started working with you last year with the whole trauma that I was going through. And you said something that I feel aligns with what you just said. And you said, you, um, you said, everything is an external expression of what we're internally suppressing. Correct. And, and like, I wrote that down and that, that didn't make sense to me in that moment. But ever since then, and that was a year ago, I remember you told me that it's completely shifted everything. And I feel like it's the same thing with the, the people. Oh, Cause so many people are like, 
why do I attract, why do I keep attracting this or why do I keep attracting that? And it's like, that's like inside of you. Good. And you, look, it's 10 years later. And so what? Yeah. You have been living in the fog. You have been experiencing and going your steps and making your foundation strong for your future because your energy that you create today is for your future. We can have steps backwards, but we need a lot more steps forward. Yeah. So as much as you are not liking anything on the outside, you never stopped coming back. Mm -hmm. You never stopped coming back. And that is your success right there. <laughs> I had a few knocks around the, the way, some face plants. Say <laughs> so we have a few face plants until we decide not to step in the same pothole, but <laughs> yes. sometimes we have to do that quite some time. I, and I, I love how you also, like, you've always told me from the beginning, like, listen, this is not easy and it's going to take time. A lot of people are promising like three months or six months or a year. And you've always erase your story. You yeah. Forget about everything that happened. Do some ayahuasca or some mushrooms yeah. and you're going to be a new person, you know, yeah. temporary fix. Everybody wants Instagram. Yeah. And that's one of the process addictions that addictive personalities have. Uh, you could either be a substance addict or alcohol addict, or you could be a process addict, which is everything else. It's work, it's food, it's sex. It's yoga, it's anything that you are using to take you out of feeling and then you go back to your old behaviors the moment it's over. That's a telltale sign that nothing's helping you and you need to get some deep excavating work done because the fluff is not gonna sustain you, never. Yeah, and, and I can you explain a little bit? And I think you've already been saying it, but for those watching, because we have the Instagram live as well, and people oh, watching through, through YouTube and where we're putting this platform, but the process of true, like core cellular transformation, allowing the soul to take over, not the programming, or as you mentioned, the instant gratification, the addictions, that process is how, how would you explain that process of like the growth work, like the true growth work? Well, explaining the true growth work would mean that you have these aha moments where you become emotionally aware of how you're operating and you're not distracted by that. Uh, I could be distracted by that for five seconds or five minutes. Mm -hmm. Somebody else could be distracted by that for days and weeks and months at a time. Mm -hmm. So when you learn, which you have learned a lot of, and you're still perfecting it, and so am I, mm -hmm. when you learn how you're either reacting or responding to every single experience that you have during a 24 hour period every day, and you are observing your physical being from your higher consciousness, your soul energy, uh, best case scenario is that you are able to shift the way you feel, hopefully sooner than later. Mm. Understood? Mm -hmm. Understood, Kabish, you guys. Do you understand? Because I'm going to have you repeat it. I, un okay, go ahead again. <laughs> no, no, no. This yes, I understand. It's, we, it's, it's a journey forever. It's a journey until the more aware we become, the more we self-realize. And it's like, for example, the story that I shared with you of last night, I literally, the impression was there. I was so aware and I was sitting in my emotions and I made no reaction, no decision. And I just sat and felt it and it didn't control me. 
And, and that for me was a huge win to not go. Shut off. Yeah. And it, it's a constant ongoing. And what I've realized in my own personal journey um, is that it's not that the voices, as you mentioned earlier, they don't ever go away. The cravings and the desires and the intensities, they don't just disappear. They're constantly there, but I don't act out on them. I try okay. not to. And if I do, I will like course correct it. Like I'll learn, I'll forgive myself. Cause I know we did forgiveness work. I've, you have to forgive ourselves for like our past cleanups, our past mess cleanups, find the messages in them. And, you know, just it's an ongoing process, but it doesn't ever truly, there's like no, it doesn't like always just poof gone butterflies, rainbows. Cause I feel like a lot of people say spirituality and soul evolution is like, you're just floating. Like that's not this work. <laughs> no, we're human beings in a flesh, flesh yeah. jacket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we're looking to do, and you can go on my site, AquarianAgingAwareness.com and you can read changing the way we feel. So you've been operating for 30, 40 years, feeling a certain way from your story and reacting also from your story, or unless you have done some serious excavational work like this and you begin to piss yourself off enough times where you just want to stop. So your action last night, not to act out your behavior, which does not serve your higher self. It serves your root chakra. What are you doing? It's not going to be good afterwards. I could tell you that mm -hmm. it's going to be a frequency destroyer, mm -hmm. but that's okay. We're not judging any moves we make, but people that have suffered enough, <laughs> they don't really need to do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not afraid to be alone for the rest of my life. Oh, I'm not afraid that I'm ever gonna not gonna have any money. Oh no, I'm not afraid of anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Once you start that attitude and that feeling about yourself and your energy system, we are powerful beings in our powerful state. We are not powerful beings satisfying every twit and twat that we can. We need to have discipline in our energy system. The more we do not act out, the more we begin to change the way we feel. Mm -hmm. And changing the way you feel is another humongous ticket to freedom. So your move last night, it gave you more strength, more strength and more power. And I felt that too. And I think that's where the biggest, uh, you feel the core of liberation. Cause I noticed when I first came to you and I, I think this could be the case for everybody. I don't know. You can correct me if I, if I got it wrong, but it's liberation. Like I craved freedom within myself. I felt like, and a lot of us, we can create these beautiful prisons, but still feel a prisoner to our life circumstances and what we've created. Yeah. It's called a beautiful cage. It looks really nice. Hmm. And it doesn't feel very nice. <laughs> Just thinking that. But it does feel amazing when you've mastered a part of yourself that you know could be self-destructive. Yeah. Awesome feeling. And the universe is supporting that position. Mm -hmm. So just making those moves, you are getting the most support you can get from the universe. Most people can't support you because people, unless they're really done a lot of work, they're not in shape to help you. Yeah. So you either learn to help yourself or you learn from a master and nobody's saying anybody's a master, but they are by the way you learn from them <laughs> and the outcome. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, then you surround yourself with people like that. And that's your ticket also to the next level mm -hmm. is who is directly in your life. Do you have people that are sucking the vein or do you have people that are learning 
from what you're teaching them if you're in the teaching mode and most of my students are teachers so or leaders so that's what i'm you know doing or do you need people to need you because that'll be the sure train to hell in no time yeah, yeah. i've been in that phase too i was even at one point like feeling oh wait i I want people. And I'm like, no, but we don't know until we know. And I think a lot of this work, as you, you said, like once you overcome something, it doesn't mean it goes away. Like it's process addiction. Would you be able to like share with people like what process addiction is? Cause you were the first person I ever heard about process addiction from. Hey, it's Tanya. I'm calling a quick timeout intermission huddle. So bring it in. I'm personally inviting you to our inner circle. It's our monthly VIP meetup with other achievers just like us. Each week, I'm teaching everything you're going to need in order to be successful to step into the most elite version of yourself. I'm going to break this down play by play, the tools, the systems, the strategies, everything you're going to need in order to operate at higher levels mentally, physically, emotionally, and energetically. Look, we're in a season where the idea of full potential just isn't cutting it anymore. It's time to really be it now. So click the link in the show notes and I'll see you in the inner circle. Peace. Well, I did mention it a little, little bit ago in our I conversation agree. and it is another article on the site, but process addiction is uh, anything that you're enslaved to that is like a gerbil wheel, that it doesn't serve you. You still feel like shit about it. It doesn't give you any growth, but you keep doing it because basically at the core, that's all you think you, you're worthy of or what you deserve. And that is the self-love failure factor. Mm. So we all, and substance and alcohol, which I do not deal with any substance or alcohol addiction because I am not that. I had codependency in my addictive life. I had exercise addiction and food addiction, but we're not making it like your life is totally a mess. We're just thinking about things too much. And then it becomes process addiction. When you're thinking about it too much, change the chemicals in your head, and then you make it a part of your life that you could be spending time doing something much more healthy, much more productive, mm -hmm. but it's a process that keeps you enslaved. Mm. And relationships of codependency are very prevalent as well in friendships and one-on-one uh, -on -one relationships, intimate relationships as well. Mm-hmm. At your workplace, in your house. Does that explain it? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully okay. you guys got it. Um, another thing too is like one thing that I know and I had learned from, I mean, we're all learning from life, but there was one situation where I had hired somebody or brought them on to help me with the website. And there was something intuitively where I was like, no, 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 he's not even taking care of himself. There's definitely substance abuse, like don't bring mom, but because of the skill set looked so amazing and the words sounded amazing, like yeah. I brought him on and then a year later he had committed suicide. And so something that I've learned and I always tell people is like, always make sure that whoever you bring in, even as like when you're like working with a coach or if you're working with a team member or you're hiring employees, if you're whoever you're bringing into your life, because it's still a relationship, you have to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. They're prioritizing their self-care. And you mentioned about how you take your breaks because the work is so intense. You're dealing with people's like dark emotions and you're helping them and you're so patient throughout the process because there's so many layers of it but what are your personal things that you go to when to take care of yourself with the demand of the heaviness of your of what you do and how you serve people oh wow i do a lot uh, i have a lot of pets which are awesome and the natural world is something very huge for me i'm in the ocean four times a week. I'm doing walks in the woods. I sing, I dance. I go and lay and hug trees if I'm really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, music, cooking, 
no, uh, you know, substances to run away from, but I'm not totally without anything and uh, only when I'm really happy. <laughs> so, but, you know, most people are not in great shape and they do substances. So that's not really a great thing. So, yeah, I think that that covers it. And, and my work um, with children is different. I'm working with children now. So that's definitely a different perspective. It's a little more healing than working with adults. I could tell you that for me personally, because when I choose a student, which now I choose a student and I don't just take anyone because we have to develop some kind of rapport that's going to be very productive where I'm gonna grow and so are they. It's not a one-way street, not for you, not for anybody, okay? So you wanna see what that person's offering you, what you're feeling about the whole situation and what you're attracting, you know? Attracting Tanya is a positive thing for me. It might've been really hard work, but hey, <laughs> I think that you and here I both are. like to work. <laughs> and here I we are. People that like to work. <laughs> And work yeah. sounds bad to people, but I love work. Uh, yeah. Work is part of who I am. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, I remember yeah. sometimes you're like, I'm going for a bike ride. Can't talk now, you it's know, so or I'll be like, nope, you can book this time. Like you really, you are so it's true. Okay. Let me say what I'm going to say. Cause there's three things I want to say at once. You have such strong, healthy boundaries. And it's very admirable. And one thing you mentioned earlier was like, you have to be it first. Like by you doing it is what leading is. Like leadership is the person actually doing it and showing by example, not just talking about it, but you really are about it. And I always like, it, I mean, I respect it and respected it tremendously. And that's a lot. I was like, oh, that's what healthy boundaries looks like. Because you're like, nope. I was like, oh, okay. Like, okay, no problem. You know, but like, and speaking up and saying what you need to say and say what you mean. Like there was a lot of, a lot of what you do and you say it with love, but you say it sternly. And I learned a lot because of you actually doing it and leading by example and setting boundaries with me you know, and, and speaking up when I wasn't speaking up and telling me to speak up. And I know those aren't always easy for people, you know, cause we never want to, for me, overcoming people pleasing and still not wanting to hurt people's feelings, um, isn't really doing any type of service for yeah, anybody. It doesn't, it does not. It's just co-signing each other's bullshit stories so that you don't have to feel that pain of sticking with the way you feel and getting to the next level. There's just no getting to the next level without being where you are, mm -hmm. without accepting where you are. We can't skip a step. Mm -hmm. You always have to go back. And you know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we but want I them tell to hear you, it too. So the difference is that I'm laughing about it now and it's not funny for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how it wasn't. No, because it does, it stings, especially like when you're learning, because when you're learning, you only learn through experience. I mean, truly. That's, truly the only way to learn is you have to have those experiences. And unfortunately, the experiences aren't always so pleasurable in the beginning, but do you think we can learn experiences in more of a pleasurable way? Do they always have to be like hard lessons or do you think just some people choose the hard ones? Well, I think that some people that choose the hard ones um, are meant to go further. The answer to your question. <laughs> I'm asking me too for me because like, you always have to learn the lessons the hard way. Is there a nicer? No, some people will not go deep enough to suffer. Mm. And that's fine. I'm not one of them. Evidently, I teach it. And the good thing about us that are, you know, really walking the talk is that we are always still growing and learning. And we are very grateful for everybody that's in our life and every Thing that we have and 
We always feel that we have done the best that we could. And no matter what, if life ended today, that there will be no thought that we didn't do a lot here while we were here, no matter how long it was. Mm -hmm. I always get asked this question a lot and the the viewers always want to hear the answer um, from the people that I bring on. And so one of the questions is, as you're growing and expanding, what is the best advice you can give somebody when they're transitioning their friend circle? Because I was working with this, with this one guy in my mastermind one time, and he's like, everybody around me is toxic. Cause you know, when you start doing the growth work, then you look at everybody and I'm like, Joe, I was like, so-and-so not calling his name. I was like, that's because you're toxic. <laughs> you know, like when I was changing people and I'm looking and I'm like that, that was me, you know, but you, you have that awareness. So what advice would you give people when they're growing without like, you know, you, people try to then get in this phase of they judge their friends. It's like, you can't do that. Cause that was you. So what would you well, say? Well, it's not only, I hear the word was, it, but there's no was it, it. And that's the lack of acceptance and the judgment of the self thinking that you were that when it's in all of us, in all of us. So everything is in all of us and whatever level it's showing you that's annoying. That's just something you have not totally accepted about yourself. Mm. So when you are interacting with others, let's just say I go to Publix and I come across some psychotic, angry guy who's homeless and he's targeting me, you know, <laughs> he's coming up to me and I was like, okay, you know, I got to stand here and I have to be with this. Because there's nobody scarier than you. Mm. Wow. There's nobody scarier than you. I've been told I scare people. I'm an intimidator. Whatever. You're scarier than me then, okay? Because I'm just reflecting yourself. And the lack of acceptance will keep the love at bay. Mm. So when I stood there with the guy at Publix, because it happened once, and he was, I just asked the universe to give me the strength to be here for this and allow this to naturally dissipate and say certain things that will make the person understand that I'm in a higher state of consciousness and that I want to connect with that part of him. And then he will go away because he's not going to be comfortable with this higher state of consciousness. Or he'll stay, and then I can get some higher state of consciousness, and it'll be positive. But he left very quickly mm. because I stood there and I was like, "Okay, this is for me, and I need to look at myself." And he's going off, and he just came right to me. So <laughs> it could be scary, but only I'm scary. If the, if this is scary, I'm scary. So then I'm not scared. I'm not scary. I showed him something light and he didn't, didn't hook in. Is that the case for everything though? It could be. All situations, all circumstances. You would have to try. Yeah. Because if you don't try, you'll never know. Understood. If you give up on your friends that have been your friends in your darkness and in your dark stage and in your less state of consciousness, you can't do that. You have to let them be who they are at the level of your life, operate in your higher self. And remember, Tanya, it's going to grow or go. We already talked about this a million times. It grows or it goes. Mm -hmm. But if you try to cut it like cancer, you'll have to deal with it again. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it or your money back. Yep. And that's a lot of years that I would give you money back. I, I remember, I remember when we were talking more about family and being around during holidays, the holidays are coming up and oh boy, you know, very similar to even like, like friends that you've been around forever. And, um, you told me one time, uh, that was very helpful. I mean, a lot of what you told me has been helpful if I followed it, <laughs> but you, you learned it from experience. Yeah. And you had mentioned you know, find the light in the people that you love 
Um, and as you see things differently and as you've grown, not everybody's going to want to grow with you, as you just mentioned, um, but focus on those topics. And I know that was always something that was really helpful because we can't, as you mentioned, just cut people off. Like it's not healthy. No. It doesn't resolve anything. Uh, the boundary story is here right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. The family is going to view you the way they knew you. Your friends will view you the way they knew you. Whoever wants to hook into your light, they're going to do that. And then you'll have a good experience. But I do not recommend spending large amounts of time with toxic people when you are working on your shit to get better. Mm -hmm. I could do a lot of that, but too much of it will take me down. Oh, I could be in my higher consciousness and you guys are prejudiced and violent and just pretty much the lower part of, you know, where I've come from. Why would I want to spend a lot of time there? Mm -hmm. I don't need to know that that's where I've been. Mm -hmm. I already know it. And I want to keep myself in self-love and I want to be happy most of the time. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be happy all the time. Do you want to be happy most of the time? Do you go to your family's house and buy and spend six hours there? I mean, and they're toxic. Whoa, that's like self-abusive to me, but make sure you see your family members, maybe one at a time, not in one place, mm -hmm. meet them for lunch. Mm -hmm. I know people that have gotten their parents and their siblings in order. Mm. They never go to a family function. They go to lunch with their mother. They go to play golf with their brother. And then they don't see the whole family at once. Mm -hmm. It's too much. Yeah. So boundaries. Mm -hmm. You have to have them with in your life. That's all. Yeah. And, and that, like you mentioned, like golf with your brother lunch, like find the things you told me, like, what is it that you actually can both find love and light with in one area? Right. And then have that moment of time with that person and create a, you know, invite them to that. Like if it's gardening, 100%. golfing, if it's, and that was such a game shifter because I, when one of the phases I was in, in the growth work with you, I was like, I can't, it's going to disrupt my growth. And you're like, I mean, you have to learn to be around people too. You can't yeah. just isolate yourself. No, it's good to do that. Yeah. To stay Cause I know a lot of people do go through that or they ask questions on it as they're growing, because I feel there are so many, um, I remember going through different layers and then having different thoughts and like, well, how do I, how do I adjust to this phase that I'm in? And then I just want to like pull out everybody. I'm like, that's not, you're still human. You have to interact with people. <laughs> like you can't just shut off. No, but some people need a lot of alone time to recharge. I'm one of those people. Man. That's why I have a lot of animals because animals are very pure and clean and they show you your shit without, you know, trying and other people will get involved more. And then that is an obstacle going out in, you know, to the ocean and being by yourself and under a tree or whatever. I mean, this is where you recharge and rejuvenate. You're not going to totally rejuvenate with other people unless everybody's doing the work that you're doing and nobody's projecting their shit on each other. And then everybody's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not common either. Yeah. And that's another thing too. The biggest lesson, one of the biggest lessons I learned was when I finally accepted, because you talked about acceptance, you know, when I finally accepted that I'm responsible for everything in my life, the good, the bad, and with every decision, there's a consequence and I have to be okay with the consequences and really think things out as to like when I make certain decisions. Um, but that personal responsibility was the biggest shift between the victim consciousness and higher consciousness. Totally, girl. It's like, okay, where was I at when I made that choice? Okay, I could see why. <laughs> I could see why this is this. And then yeah. just shift it. It's 
in your power to shift him without destroying anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is so amazing. I'm so, so grateful. We're like, you're sharing this information. People get to like yeah. hear somebody that was my foundation really helped me build foundation. Um, well, I, you planned this a long time ago. Remember I'm going to do this and I'm going to have you talking. I'm going to do this. I did. Okay. I did. And here we are. Here yeah. we are. <laughs> like, okay, let me get out of my lone space, my quiet time. and and get with people right now that's what I'm doing (laughs) I love you You, it's the love it's because you love me and you want to share yes of course I the love is for sure um I think the the last thing I can ask is we covered a lot of I think the core of of what I wanted people or I felt people could really benefit from to hear some truth (laughs) but if you could leave the audience with one thing I mean just one thing that could make a big shift like for them to take with them that's like simple or what would that one thing be take every opportunity that you have to get to know yourself better not to get to know anybody else Mm. write that down for the show notes Take every opportunity to get to know yourself better. Before getting to know anybody else. Amazing. You're lucky I was able to come up with that. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was, I always put people on the spot at the end because I don't want it to be planned. I want it to just, whatever that one thing is. Nothing was planned, Tanya. I know. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I know. What do you think? Oh, I'm good. I knocked my glasses off. That wasn't even planned. I actually didn't even like follow half the questions I put out here because I wanted it to. Good. Good. But, uh, thank you so much for being on Minding My Business. And if people want to get a hold of you, they can. Are you still yeah. taking on one-on-one clients or having contacts? I speak to everybody. Okay. So they can reach you at AquarianAgeAwareness.com. Definitely. And I know you always like to read one of the articles before contacting you. One or two of the articles that attract you by the name. And um, then I would ask you questions on the phone about what you understand and let the universe show us the way. Amazing. And you do coaching online as well for people? I definitely do my teachings with people online that are, you know, if they're close, I like to have them in the room, but if they're not that close, because there's nothing like really being in the room, but I've done sessions all over the world and it has been uh, beneficial for everyone, no matter what. Thank you so much. And nearby is Boca Raton, Florida, for anybody who doesn't know where we're located. Yeah, well, Florida, South Florida is nearby. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Julia, Thanks, for minding my business. Same. Here we are. Yes, a the different phase of life. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for winding, watching, minding my business. If you love this episode, go give Julia some love. Give me some love. Give the show some love. Drop a comment below on what really, really served you in today's message and share this with friends that you know will benefit and they will get a lot of value out of it and we will see you in the next episode bye thank you so much for listening we really appreciate you hanging out with us today if you found value in this episode subscribe and share with your business besties head over to tanyacoliver.com and claim your free thank you gift remember you deserve to look feel and live life as your most elite self